Towards the far post, Riften, Anton! Barisha, Diamante! Durante with a free header! And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha! It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! And the Western service crew are celebrating. It's Tongyik beating Rolls, and here the post! Welcome back to All Out West after a mental few days since the return of the A-League. I am joined by Scott and Kelsey. What was your highlight been this round and what part of Sydney's loss to the Jets was it? Have they, um, <laughs> Sydney just given up or what's happening there? Like they, they had a game, then a short turnaround time. I think this is going to be so crucial to how the these next six weeks of competition really happen because it's going to... Yeah, we've, we spoke about it last week. Rotation is going to be so crucial. What do you, got, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's, it's that from not playing to all of a sudden playing back-to-back games from zero to 100 too quick. I think it just caught up with them. Um, yeah, rotation is going to be the key to the whole thing. It's going to be the strongest list standing. Yeah, I agree. Luckily, we've got a pretty decent list and we've got to walk in the park for the first first game back. So... Fingers crossed. <laughs> hey, now, now. Come on. They've gained a bonus. The side cruise is injured. <laughs> that, that That's is not a bonus. Big. That's a letdown. He could have got injured on the on the field. There'd been Too one nice. less up there. So. He could have been the first, the first person to slide and break his own shins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the Newcastle Sydney game at all? Or? Oh, I haven't watched it. No. Uh, just watched the the, the the couple goals. It's um, Newcastle really showed up, and it's gonna make the the finals run a bit interesting because we've got them, and they've got they've got three more games left, I think. So it's gonna be gonna make it a bit difficult for people. I don't think they're gonna be the pushover, and I think a big part of it is because of the multiple Petratoses they have. What do you think the plural is for Petratos? It's Petratos. It's like anything with an ends in S. It's S with the, the little, little hyphen deal at the end, but yeah. then nothing after it. It's just <laughs> like that is the plural of Petronos. <laughs> I don't know. A-League Beams brought it up, but it, I think it was A-League or more than a game. And yeah, so I just it really got really got me going. Uh, did you guys watch any of the games this week? No, but I might I might try and get the Perth game up in about one minute. So yeah, that was good. That'll um, give me something. Well, yeah, feel free to feed in what's happening. Live updates. Um, yeah, that's how much it screwed my tips. Like I had, a, I got one tip this week, which we'll go into further in a minute. Um, oh, is there, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I've only lost one, which was Sydney. Shit. Oh, everyone, yeah. the, everyone that didn't tip got the away game, which means they got Sydney, uh, Newcastle. <laughs> I know. I got jacked. I may as well have voted. Even Amelia got more than me, and she did her tip seven months ago. <laughs> Well, there's still one. There's still one game to go. So yeah, I nearly well, only got two. That's one more than me, and it was seven got, months ago. I've got three, so at least. Oh, so Callum got four. Which Callum is that? No idea, to be honest. He's he's currently in the lead. We'll talk about this soon. Let's not spoil that bit of fun. Okay. Um, anything from the week you guys would like to highlight? Uh, the master master. Resigning, but I'm gathering that that'll be coming up soon. 
Oh, you know it, buddy. You know it well. Uh, yeah. Anything else for the week, guys? Or no? Do you guys want to move into beer of the week? Yeah, yeah. I thought you're dying for it. So. Oh, I've been whole, waiting for Kelsey to get his connection going for 35 minutes. Um, so this week we have Cavalier Brewings, smoked pineapple and cherry sour. We picked this up the other week before they closed. I'm really excited to try it. It's a fruited sour, and the description is a smoky sour with pine- uh, with barbecue pineapple flavor surrounded by a tart cherry backbone. Let's see how it goes, gents. All right, bottoms up. I like Ooh. that. I like this better than the last one. This is... It's it's, it's nice. Sours are hit and miss with me. Some of them I really like, some of them I don't. <clears throat> this one's that very mild sour, so it's not. I think the last one was very sour. Mm. This one's much more um, enjoyable, really. Um, I find that like it starts off goes to be intensely sour, and then all of a sudden it cuts off with something refreshing. It's whatever that refreshing note is is really good. Yeah, the pineapple comes in, and that's very like, uh, like and then you, you've got that like that minor amount of cherry, but it's. I'm not sure if this is smoked flavor. This is yeah. like, I want this in summer. Like, this is automatic. I, like, I want this again. Yeah, yeah I'll probably go this again. I'd be, I'm very interested to try their, um, this is standard pale ale. We might go pick some up for a future podcast because they're, they're still doing takeaway orders. Everyone should get cavalier.com. Oh, they still open, are they? Yeah, they're doing takeaways. Oh, wicked. And deliveries. So I might get some beers if you guys are keen. Um, I think they do a mixed uh, slab, so we get a few of them. Ooh, maybe a day trip. Uh, are we allowed to go together? Oh, that's not really essential, is it? <laughs> I just don't know if you can carry the slab by yourself. Um, yeah, let's get on to voting for this because it's. I'm pretty keen on it. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna really give like a four point three. I really like like this yeah i'll probably join you at a 4.3 yeah i might go with that as well it's very interesting yeah like it's just it's got so much going on like and i could have a few of these they're not bad yeah definitely yeah you can probably sit down and have quite a few of these and do you know what's really surprising it's 15th on our ladder really yeah, we rated the phaser the phaser hazer um, at four, you got put it as an average of four point five eight. Oh wow, that's a bit low. Yeah. I thought it would have done higher. Um, I reckon this would go well with some barbecued meats. Yeah, um, it's got that pineapple um, there, so you know, like hot weather would be qu- it'd quench your thirst a little bit. Yeah, it's just an all round good beer. Check out Cavalier Brewing. This is I was expecting this to this to be a bit more polarizing, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I'm impressed, especially yeah. after that review you sent us uh, pre. Uh... Yeah, well, there was a really unsavory uh, 1.5 star review on Untapped leading into this week's game. I thought I'd just mention, like, touch up where the player, the well, I assume it's just we call the Max Burgess Player of the Year award after how it's going. But uh, uh, just to recap, where everyone is at preceding the game this week. Uh, Max Burgess is on the top at 52.5 votes. Diamante second at 42.5. Barisha's on 42 in third. Curdo's fourth at 38. 
and Gerante's fifth at 38 points. I feel like there are a lot of votes while I was away. No, you phoned yours in, remember? I did, but I feel like there were some extra votes there somehow because the score seemed astronomically high now. No, you were literally here for most of them. You, I believe you were even the person that split votes in round 21. Yeah, I think you are. You were, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't give yeah. it to one person, so you split it. Um, Dario Jurtek, interestingly enough, is seventh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> That's because you guys kept voting for fun. Because it annoyed you. <laughs> so I'm just crossing out all the people that are left us. And Kone had 14 points coming 12th. So I'm just oh, crossing out. Well, Jurtek taking less time was better than Kone. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We, Mate, we, that's all you guys, not me. I don't, don't I think, it, can I vote him at all? I gave him we don't know. We don't. Next next season, we will have a breakdown because I'm not going through freaking 40 think, hours worth of audio to work out who voted what. But you did a I, couple times, Scott. He did in round one. We all did in round one. That was clear. Yeah. He was probably a good player then. It's really uh, hard to... I'm just getting, trying to get, I'm just getting the game up so I can half watch. We've got the, uh, what, what is it? The Perth Wellington game. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a, we'll see this again in the finals, I reckon. Um, per, uh, my mind is on Wellington. So um, if I get carried away, I'll explain why. Yep. Thank you for time stamping this uh, as well. Just trying to look to see if there's anyone else who's left us. Uh, I think we're pretty good. Now, Club update, there isn't much to talk about this week, so we'll just go into signings. Now, I think this is a big one. Philip Curdo has re-signed for another year with the Gloveman repping the green and black at least until the end of the twenty-one, uh, the 2021 season. Now, I think he's easily one of the best keepers in the league. He was the previous season the best. Um, he has made 67 saves this season, which is he's ranked third overall. So, you know, it's, it's a top-tier goalkeeper. Um, do you know actually on transfer market he's rated as our most expensive player? Yeah, that'd be about right. Over Diamante. Yeah. This is when before Kone left. That would make sense. Oh, I wouldn't have thought uh, ahead of Diamante, but that's what I thought was a bit interesting. Was it from memory six hundred fifty thousand euros, where Diamante was three hundred thousand euros? Uh, Just as the issue bit is, it's the age profile. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that that's where it changes. So in terms to, of talent-wise, no, but yeah, yeah. that perspective of the age is all it's based on. Yeah. So Curdo said this, I'm very happy to be staying at Western United. I'm excited to have the opportunity to continue this amazing journey that we've only just begun. It's a good club to be part of, and I'm very happy. What do you guys think about this? Start. Yeah. That's all I need to say, like, start. No, no, is great. Big issue is having three uh, goalkeepers, really. Yeah. It's going to be the big thing because obviously Kudo is number one. Look, I don't know who you'd go with number two. I still would go Dalianov. He just was going so well beforehand. How he'll return, I don't know. Well, the thing is, I didn't see James Dalianov on transfer market nor on... Um, He's not no longer on the latest update of uh, uh, FIFA either. So I'm 
is he technically still with us? Well, he's, um, he's currently a knee injury, so they've probably just removed him off. Yeah, no, FIFA is whatever. We've got Ryan Scott is on there. That's irrelevant. Um, but in the um, transfer market, he's not listed, which they're, they're not bad. Because um, I, 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 if it was up to me, Delinov would be 100% number two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not up to me and depends how he comes back from his injury, so. Definitely. I don't know. Just interesting notes. But it's good to have um, mm. Kurt Owen get to watch his diving for pointless reasons for another season, so that's great. He brings great character to it. Another really good re-signing is Luke Duzel has, uh, has signed for another year, and I think he'll be really one to watch. He's uh, only made one appearance for us against Central Coast. But I think he's going to be really pivotal to us in in future. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. I would love to see him more in action. He's had a lot of promise behind him, and I reckon he can really take off. But he just needs to be given that chance, and hopefully during these rushed games, he's going to get a lot more game time. Fingers crossed. I'll yeah. give him a game against. Oh, Victory. He can look like bloody, you know, you never know. Barcelona will probably buy him after playing against Victory. <laughs> nah, he'll get games in that back run where we have like the four games at the end. Yeah, yeah. sure. Everyone will. Everyone will pretty much have to get a crack. Which would be really awesome to flesh out who's good. On that note, we've had a few new signings. Uh, Kelsey, what can you tell us about them? Well, as predicted last week, uh, Patrick Antolini's um, signed for the club. Uh, as mentioned last week, he. he Grew up in like uh, in the English ranks, learning. So he played with Portsmouth, Leeds United, Wolves, Wigan. Uh, he returned to Australia in 2015. Just like I said last week, it wasn't because it was sort of a bit of bad luck. It was managers getting sacked just as he was about to be signing professional contracts. So when the Wigan one happened, he just sort of decided it was time to come back. Uh, he played for Blacktown and then Wollongong Wolves, and most recently Sydney United. Uh, so the commentary around the club is Patrick has earned his place through solid performances at MPL level with Sydney United and will improve the front line and add depth in the area um, that was from Mark Rodan yeah I think this is a good one you, there's a lot of signings and I, I dare say this is a, a lot of relation to the nature of the world right now with quarantine that a lot of clubs are signing NPL talent specifically out of New South Wales, currently based in New South Wales, just for the ease of getting them into the teams quickly, um, as opposed to wasting time people coming from Victoria or WA going through that quarantine process. So, but I think this is a really good one. I, I really enjoy seeing um, more players, more young players given a go, even though he's 26, he's still, he's still younger than me. So yeah. The one thing I don't want to see is these players getting jumping the gun and getting more of a chance than some of the younger players that have been on our list since day one. That's what I don't want to see. I want to see more players like Duzal get, get a game rather than one of these guys being on the list for a bit longer and with all the promise coming behind him, I'd rather see that before anything. Yeah, but I think Rodan has clearly, you know, how you perform on the training pitch is, how, is going to dictate if you get a game when the actual pitch. Yeah. So, sorry about that, guys. A full-blown red back just come out of the air vent in the room and I had to kill it. Uh, is that why he squealed? That was the... That was, you see, I, I gave it the flying elbow. 
<laughs> oh yeah, brother! Like the Macho Man. No, we haven't. So Nicholas Milanovic, or I think it might be Milanovic. I'm not not sure to be honest. Joins West United on a scholarship contract that will see him wear the green and black until at least the end of our 2020-2021. So at least he's going to get another crack next season. Mm. Um, he was most recently applying uh, his trade in the MPL two for Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, Rodan said about him. Nicholas has a lot of good qualities that we believe will allow him to develop and improve further at our football club. I see this as one of those we've sort of just poached him from another club who we think he might be something. How, how old is he? I think he's, he sounds fairly young. So, yeah, a player like that's good to see. I, I like seeing the young talents come through. And yeah. I don't think we're handing out scholarships to, not to you know, I mean, we could be, but I, I don't think we're ha- handing them out willy-nilly. Well, he's a he's a MPL youth player, so he won't be that old. Yeah, I, I had him around 17, 18, but I could be wrong. He's 18. Yeah, oh, I thought so. And, yeah, even if he sits on the bench and get, comes on as a sub later on, it'll be good to see him get 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 a good run out there and get the feel of the pitch and hopefully get better and better. Exactly. We want to be building talent and playing fun football. Um, here's a here's another perspective. There's been a lot of negativity about the club and everything like that from outside sources, but we've had a number of high-profile re-signings in the last fortnight. Dima, Lustica, um, Duzel, Curdo, and Scott. Do you think this is like it shows that there's a good morale around the club, like the vibes getting good, and everyone's starting to like find their feet with it? I think people well, are just uh, worried about the A League in general and taking. Having a crack at the you know one of the newest clubs there, which would be us, crap like that soon, soon as probably next season starts. So then it will all become down to the new cowboy team. <laughs> you, we're an know? easy target because we're unknown, but you know those players, and especially like you take a look at the top two there, which is Dimmer and Curtis. They're not re-signing because they hate the joint. That's for sure. No, but it's absolutely fantastic to see Diamante, someone, someone as good as him back us and stay with the club for an extra couple of years as captain. That's just And fantastic. same with Curdo too. Like, you know, it just sums up that the top, they're probably the top two players when you think, along with Bert, like Burgess. I think Ben probably is the top three at the moment. Yeah, I couldn't see Curdo mm-hmm. leaving due to um, Rudin being around. If Rudin left, that's when I'd think Curdo will leave. Yeah. They seem very close with each other. Yeah. But I can also see Curdo being poached eventually too. Now, guys, I just want to highlight a really questionable tweet, which, thank you, A-League memes. This is from Perth Glory at, at four minutes into the game. Smart early possession from Glory, but no penetration early on. <laughs> <laughs> to which well, I guess A- we... And A-League memes retweeted with, it, with the words, it's called foreplay. <laughs> well, I guess they won't be getting any glory tonight. No glory holds for Perth. <laughs> yeah, I must say it does seem like uh, Wellington uh, looking the better team, but it's only fifteen minutes in, so it's still a long time to go. Do we want to get into this week's game? We have a game to talk about, guys. You want to get into it? Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to believe that it's an actual game. This Saturday, the twenty fifth of the seventh, the Westgate Derby is happening. Still not happy with the name, but it's happening at Bankwest Stadium. The lads in green and black return to the pitch for the first time since that day in Adelaide. I'm still calling it Victorian Derby, by the way. 
because it's the only two important clubs in the, in Victoria. So it's about all the important clubs. Yeah. How do you guys think the squad will shape up? Very good. I reckon that I've heard they're very they're in good fit form. There hasn't really been any injuries. Be interesting to see the team whether Hamill's back in or he did travel. Still, he, he did tra- travel. Yeah. Thank thank you, Diamante Snapchats. That'll be very interesting to see whether he gets a game. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I reckon we should be strong, fast. Yeah, look, really good looking, I hope. Well, my take on it is that they'll be united in victory against a team with no heart. Just an idea on a play on words of all three teams there. Um, but I also, yeah, I think it'll be a fairly strong lineup. I think there will be no need to hold back or anything. The one thing I must add uh, no Kone and no Jertek means we're going to be at a lot faster of a club. That's Especially what the I midfield. think too. Um, yeah, they were, were the two people that were the slow and steady players that held us back a bit. Now we're going to be more fast-paced, more action, more exciting football, which was promised at the start. And that was I think the be worst a lot thing of... we three of them. I think this will open Diamante up. He'll have a lot more players to, who are running that he can aim balls at. Leading on from that, I was just about to go into the same thing. I think we'll be able to not rely just on our two like win-back deals of Payne and, well, in the past, Payne and Risden. We'll be able to like work more complicated plays and work in the two other midfielders as opposed to like, okay, let's just get it to the wings. You know what I mean? Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be much more dynamic and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really yeah, exciting. Too. I can't wait. Just, just, just imagine that, you know, Burgess is probably going to be one of our other main midfielders besides Diamante. That's interesting. I What if he's in second striker role again? Um, I, look, I, I would rather someone like Burgess more helping uh, Diamante out. No, I get you. But he's based and he doesn't like to shoot. So it's probably better off him passing it to someone that does shoot more. <laughs> but when he does shoot, he shoots. Um, yeah, so that's a really interesting one. Um, I, I'm interested to see what formation we take because we've got a lot more room to move now, obviously, with a lot more fit people. And this is rumour. It is not actually confirmed by the club. But uh, it looks like Robbie Cruz, well, he's rumoured. Is anybody shocked by this? I saw him in Melbourne and I saw him literally tear a hamstring walking past me in the street. The, the dude is made out of glass. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they feel because they've got a lot of I, I like good youth players like Kadar. I'm interested to see what him he's doing. Um, Boy Brown, I can't wait to see him in action. Is he still there? No, oh, you left, didn't he? Yeah, he's in, in Brisbane Kenny. now. Kenny came oh, so right. He screwed up Brisbane, didn't he? Yeah. Bad. Did you see him miss that? Like the, the he went to do a back pass to no one or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. Their best chance is to play a bunch of youths against us, and you know, just start breeding that next line of players. That's yeah, the next game. Yeah. They've got no point playing for anything else. It'll be interesting to see how Brebner, the new uh, the interim coach, fields them because, like, is it going to be the the Rojas? Uh, the Marco Rojas um, experience, just like Jimmy Hennett. Like, you know, like, I don't see Naboo being overly crazy. He could still be, he could surprise us. Like, Naboo, Rojas, maybe Hope leading their, their midfield. I just, 
I just don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, like, because I want to see more Australian youth players play. I would I rather have a competitive one. match than a one-sided one. I wouldn't put it past them scoring at least one goal between Rojas and um, Naboo. Yeah. Rojas but, is still a very good player. Yeah, that's, I have faith. Like, I think he's good. Um, I'm just trying to formulate what they might do on a, on a field. You know, I, I just... Oh, you never know. They might surprise you. If they bring in a bunch of youth, never put it past them. Like, watch... Did you see what they did to Liverpool? What, you know, the one-off Exhibitions, game? Exhibitions, yeah. And they, they... That's where Pasquale got his name from. He killed it in that game. And the kids these days can just step up and... You never... They're un, unexpected players. Yeah. You just don't know where they're going to go. Didn't Pasquale play the Juventus game, not the Liverpool one? Sorry, just... Remembering, uh, you I'm know pretty what? sure he played I, I the he... Juventus and Atletico games. I've, yeah, I think oh, you, was... you might be right there. Don't I, I may have been wrong. I just remember. I thought it was Liverpool as well. I, I could be wrong. Been a yeah. touch too young on that because I think there was a two year gap between them. Even then, uh, yeah. we get. Spots. Your point remains. Yeah, there was a player in that who ended up becoming a good player for them though in the Liverpool games. So you're right about that. I just can't think which one it bloody is. For the life of me. Yeah, you might be right there. I'll, I'll look it up and get back to you. This is something from Garzi, and he's he's, he's upset yeah. we didn't talk about it last week, was the five-sub rule. And how do you think this is going to affect this game? Who That's would you like go- to come on? And how do you think it's going to affect the season? What, what, what are your thoughts on who's going to be our super subs? It's going to be fantastic seeing that ruling because you want – all the, the young players that we've got to get a game. It'll be good to see more players having a crack at it. Yeah. It'll also be good not to see players doing hamstrings every two minutes. Yeah. Also, um, to see Pasquale, the best players playing. Sorry, jump in. Pasquale did play, for, did play against Juventus. That was right. Because I'm pretty sure they wanted to sign him after it, but he chose Ajax instead. Smart move. Yeah, definitely. Uh who do you think our, how, our, like, who do you think the main subs we'll bring on will be? Well, I hope Cav gets a bit more of a run. Same. I, I hope Yule also... Yeah, yeah Yule was what I was hoping for. He, Yule! He's been a bit of a letdown lately. Yeah, he, I don't think he's got enough game time. No. Nah. Especially um, since his injury. Because that's that really hindered him. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Stammer. Yeah, Stammer's another one I'd love to see on the pitch more. I hope more Borussia Stammer swap over a lot more, like give Stammer maybe about 15 and 20 minutes a bit of a game time. Mm. Yeah. My other one would be Pieris. Yes. I, I'm hoping he's more of a starter with with a permanent starter with uh, with um, Kone and Jotek gone. I don't see that. I see... Uh... And May and Listicker coming in in those roles, which isn't a bad thing. Listicker's a beast, man. But oh, just Pierce has been working very, very close. I, I, I'm, not sa- I'm not disagreeing. I, I, I'm just. Yeah, I just reckon Pierce and Diamante, because uh, they've been. Remember we watched that training? That was bonding. Yeah. Through. There's, there's a bit of a love connection there, and I reckon it could uh, spark some fire in the midfield. I'm not hate. I'm just saying they, they, they've got. I, they'd probably give it to more experienced people and then bring on. The young, the younger fellas in the yeah. last twenty or something, just to blood them a bit, which makes sense. 
So yeah. sorry to interrupt. I just want to give a special shout out to my wife who just brought me a Milo milkshake in the middle of this pod. So thank you, Chloe. <laughs> Chloe, I accept freaking deliveries. My drink's running out, Chloe. <laughs> There's another one I'd like to see. Aspro. Yeah, AP. Yes. Aspro and Calvert. Calvert being, being fully fit again. I, I, yeah, it, I, I kind of want everyone. Like, Dillian, Oscar Dillian, I want him more in. Like, I just want the whole team. Skatardis. Really we've got some good, like, I'm, love, I'm really excited to see this condensed fixture to see more rotation of players. Like, I'm really excited for that because we've got a really, like, I think we've got great squad depth. Yeah. We do. And that's where I reckon we can go far and become quite a dangerous team towards in finals time, I hope. The only downfall is that um, we, I suppose, it's not really a downfall for us because we're used to playing in weird stadiums. So, yeah, you can't even take that away from us. We talked about where the midsection, will, like the the midfield will be. I reckon Burgess is going to be at the front again. I think it's it was a really trusted method, and I think he I do too. I, Rudan will probably fall back into that. Just just assuming uh, he, he runs really well with that. I uh, I do like the two strikers up front. It gives us yeah. I think it's, it works well, really well. Burgess isn't really a striker, is he? He's more of an attacking midfielder. I think he, he works. is, but he plays in that auxiliary role. It's almost like the false nine, but you actually have, so a false nine is where you usually don't have a striker. I have someone, pardon me, in the striker position, but they're not actually a striker. It's almost like a false false nine where we still have the striker, but he's playing in that. Burgess is playing yeah. in that false striker role. If you're going to go two strikers, I'd love to see Stammer. I agree with you completely, but I think because Burgess has such good ball control, he is like he's helping connect the midfield with Barisha. Mm. You know I mean, I mean? It's almost like that Bird Camp role from the Arsenal days where he played as um his second striker, but he wasn't. He was sort of the playmaker that to help get it to the other striker, which in the time was Thierry Henry to get the goal. Exactly. Type thing. It's really smart play. I was just looking at our stats because it's been so long. Did you know our last two games that we played, we kicked eleven goals? Yeah, it's beyond like yeah. that, you, know, you forget about it. It's just I, I really hope we continue that form. It's a shame that this happened because yeah, we were in pretty hot form. It, it was not an opportune moment for us. We just hit peak mm. at that time. But every club's the same. Do you like think our Bur- last game felt like it was freaking so long ago? It's just amazing to see it back. I, I had to do a bit of a refresher, watch a couple games, get you know, like get back into it because it, it has been so long. But at the same anyway. time, too, it's called cool. teams like Sydney's Jets, pun intended. Um, you know, at the time they were in they were in WG, they were just racking up wins too. At least they've slowed back a bit too. They can afford to, they've won the title. <laughs> they just well, they've won the They've just got to show up um, in finals time. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's still at least it's given teams a chance to catch up a bit. And that's why I think the toilet seat race is a really fun part of our league. It brings that little bit of joy at the end of the season where other teams can possibly get some silverware. Sorry to jump in. Wellington have just scored. Bullshit. Was it good? I'm just watching the replay. Ross, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, there's no one even there. Good run. <laughs> Wellington, Wellington are a team to beat. That's beautiful. 
Does Hooper? someone want to commentate it for me here? <laughs> like, so oh, Hooper was oh, Hooper. Hooper. Hooper was pretty much. Is he number eighty-eight? Yeah, that. he took a silly number. Him and whoever number two is were running for the ball. Hooper was quicker on it, which you wouldn't expect. Absolutely. And that's your run. And he caught the keeper off guard. Like the keeper had nothing. Good work to Wellington. We'll be seeing them in finals time, or at least right. someone will. Uh, do you think Burjo will be smashing nets this week, or who do you oh, think I will score like our goals? I feel like we've already covered that. No, no, no. I'm leading into who I will think will break their scoring. I think Borussia will score again because that's just what he does. Yeah. Especially against victory. He just saved the find a goal. I'm going to say something controversial here. Yule, late sub, maiden goal. Not controversial. Seconding it. That's I, I, I'm feeling this week. I don't even know the lineup, but if Yule plays, I reckon he gets his maiden this week. I'm going my boy Stammer. I hope he gets in and gets a sneaky header. The way I see it, they can all score. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Could I? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I can see him catching the victory keeper off guard and lob it straight over his head. Yeah, he'll rush forward. He'll see him off his line, lob it straight over him. Go! What do you think the implications of VAR not being around? Sydney getting more controversial decisions in their favour. Definitely. <laughs> it screwed Wellington on um, whatever day that was. COVID's destroyed my perception of time. Well, we have been screwed with VAR quite a fair bit, so... But VAR not being there. Now, so. Well, it's one of those things where handballs, offsides, those things are more in the eye yeah. of the the ref. There's no, like, I think... Expect a lot more hand of God Sydney goals and a lot more offside Sydney goals. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Sydney, like, it should have been a draw, I think, their game against Wellington. Um, and let's... See, what do you think the score will be this week? 3-0. Against victory, I'm going to go with... Oh, shit, this is tough. I either want to go 5-0 or just 1-0. I reckon <laughs> we're just, just coming back from, you know, having a long time off, we might come back a bit slow or we're just going to come out and pull the shit out of it. I'll take either. I'll take a 10-0, actually. But, yeah, I'll go with... I'll, go, I'll break it even and I'll go for you. Okay. I'm in a 2-1 capacity. I think we will concede, but I still think we will get the W. Yeah. Now, let's go on to the, the much-contested much ladder. Sydney are currently on, excluding tonight's current fixtures, are on 51 points with 22 games played. Sydney are on 23 for 40. Wellington 21 for 36. Hang on, how many games do Wellington have left? Five. Five 49. Wellington can still do it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Wellington can. I was ruling out City. I didn't look at Wellington. Yeah, that's Wellington what I like. can still do it. I yeah. thought there was a point in it, yeah. So that's what I meant. Like, they needed one point to edge out Wellington and um, yesterday in Newcastle. Legends. We will or if Wellington it. lose tonight, if Wellington were to lose tonight or draw tonight, Sydney win the yeah uh, race. I think if Sydney win one more, it's over, isn't it? Well, yeah, but if, even if they lose, if Wellington, because they're playing their 22nd game tonight, if they draw or lose, they can't get enough points to do it. They have to win and Sydney have to lose everything from here on. So this is the, the make or break. Sydney could still win those three games and still have it, but at this current point, 
there's still a possibility. Yeah. That's... As of tonight, Wellington have to win to be alive. Yeah. Shit, we haven't even played 20. Yeah, we're massive. Like, we've gone down, to, just for those playing at home, Adelaide's win over Brisbane uh, pushed us into seventh. We've got... We're, We've got six games less left to play for the season. We've played the least amount of games. So, obviously, that's not a true position. We've won eight, drawn three, lost nine. So, if we win all our games, we could get on top of Brisbane. Exactly. Beautiful. It's a tough run, as we discussed last week. I like how the eighth place is, um, is Newcastle, and they've played 23 games. So, I think we're pretty safe being within the seven. So I think we'll, we'll make top six. Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah, as long as we come back from, we've got a good um, goal difference as well, yeah. which helps us. But we've got better goal difference than Raw, Adelaide, which are both on top of us. Almost got a better goal difference than Wellington and City. Shit. Yeah. So we're looking pretty good. Thank you, those last two games. Yeah, I think we're done with that. Did you guys want to go into the tipping competition? So on Friday at Central Coast Stadium, we have CCM versus Newcastle. Newcastle. Yep. Uh, um, sorry, I'm just slowly getting there. CCM, Newcastle. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, yep. Uh, then we have Wellington, Adelaide at Bankwest Stadium on Wellington. I think they're... Wellington. I think they're the team yeah. to beat. Yep, Wellington. Then at the 7.35 p.m. slot at Bankwest Stadium, it's Victory versus Us. I think uh, United, Western United, yep. I think we've got it. <laughs> I'm just going to go for a bit of a laugh. I'm going to go Victory. He's locked nah. it in. That is an official <laughs> locked-in vote, people. <laughs> you just said 5-1. Um, the Wonders of Zoom. Uh, then we have CCM versus Western New Wanderers at Central Coast Stadium on Monday. Wanderers. Uh, yeah, I've gone Wanderers. Yeah. Then Wednesday at Bankwest Stadium, we have Melbourne Victory versus Brisbane Raw. I think Brisbane Raw, from their current form from the Adelaide game, they weren't bad. McDonald's playing really well in that setup and is not a not bad to watch. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Like, he's still a player I enjoy watching. Irrelevant. I'm going to be thing. controversial about this game and just say a draw. I'm going Victory, but I'm tipping Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> I want Victory to win. That would be better for us. And then on Thursday um, at Bankwest Stadium again, Adelaide versus Perth, and I've gone Perth. Ooh, I was... Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go draw. Yeah. I reckon Adelaide will come out a bit hotter than Perth. Perth seemed very sloppy. I think they're, very, they're, they're at a massive loss without Diego Castro, and they have, like... 15 Popoviches playing. I think they need to trade them for a Petrados to get on top. Yeah. Now, let's move on to this week's uh, tipping ladder. So, currently, we've had a massive change. Rudan is a snake, has gone down to third. Ghazi is second. And Callum is first. Who's Callum? I don't know. He, but, oh, he's tipped, so he knows he's doing well. That's what I mean. Like, shout out Callum. Like, get in touch with us. You mate, could be getting some shit mate, from us. He, he, he hasn't tipped. He didn't tip. Oh, he got Newcastle right because he didn't tip him. Yeah, it's, the the tipping is a bit odd. You may not see it because it's it's changing. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shit. No, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't tipped him, and he hasn't tipped the winner of Perth. 
Beth Wellington, but he's, it would be the away team. So he's got he's got five out of five. <laughs> got to give it to him. He tipped the first. Oh, he tipped the first three, and then he didn't tip the last two. So. So coming fourth is my wife, who has not watched a game and did her tip six months ago. Uh, coming fifth, uh, we'll shout out notable people. Tran is coming seventh. Esco Blake sixth. Scotty, you're coming eighth. I did a massive drop. Drop. Uh, Brooks ninth. I'm tenth. Sherlock is twelfth, and he hasn't tipped. And Kelsey, let's just go all the way down to thirteenth, where you are. You're actually in the same place, so you're you're okay. So I'm on the same amount of points as Nick, I'm pretty sure. Because of the non-tipping yesterday, yeah. But yeah, he's now ahead of me this one. Because he's probably because he tipped Wellington, I don't think I did. Yeah. And uh any of the people listening who haven't been tipping, get back into it. You get a mad prize. We'll make something fun. Let's go to around the grounds. Uh there's nothing there's it's kind of slowed down this week. As we said earlier, there's been a lot of uh Clubs getting NPL talent, obviously due to the due to ease, I dare say. So they've been getting players from Wollongong Wolves, Sydney United, and a bunch of the the better NPL teams, which is really a hallmark of how good those teams are. So shout shout out to all the teams who've lost players to the A League for this short stint. Looks like the International Football Cup between Wellington Phoenix, Perth Glory. Luton Town, is that how you say, Kelsey? Yeah, Luton Town. Yep. Luton Town and Coventry City in West Australia that was meant to take place this year will go ahead next year pending coronavirus restrictions being lifted, which is I think is a really big thing for the game in Australia. I'm really I'm excited to see this happen. They're two very different teams becoming to Australia. I like it, but they're two very different teams becoming. It's that's not it is a big deal. It's a, it's these, like, obviously, exhibition tournaments, if you will, I'm just going to call that to differentiate it. This is big. This is good. Like, it's good for Australian yeah. game. It'll show what, although I don't think either of those t- international teams have big followings, it's going to be good to get bums in seats, I think. And it'll be interesting what they do with TV rights, whether it is Foxtel again or whether they license out, it out. I think it'll be good to get it onto some free-to-air just to get people interested. I reckon I'll be on an app. No. You reckon? I don't reckon. I don't reckon it's big enough, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. I think they'll be on an app at best. They're too, they're too small of a team to be... Oh, Coventry's got a decent following. They're, they're, so Luton's not too... Like, they're not big, but they're still well-known. I don't, even think I, don't, I don't think they're going to be big enough for TV. I'd like them to be, but I don't think they will be. I don't even think they've got a big following behind them over there, do they? No, like I said, they're not the biggest teams. They've got decent followings, both of them in England. Not huge, but decent. But the thing is, Australia has this mentality that you're not big and like you're not successful to you. You're doing it on an international stage. It's very mm. apparent in our music and and television and movies. I've, I think it's the same with football, if you will, that we don't consider it on the same thing until we see them in competition in with fairness. those teams. Those two clubs would have as many followers as most of the clubs in Australia. Luton was at, is getting around 10,000 10, at a game. So about this. That's what I'm saying. They're bigger than most clubs. In take out City, take out Victory, and they're doing better than everyone else. And don't so, forget, they're also limited by their crowd size at Luton. They're also being demoted. <laughs> so, 
That's yeah, really, that's neither here nor there. This is good just to have an international international competition happening on our shores. I, it's good. I think it'd yeah. be great exposure for the game. I think any extra matches for fans to watch is a good thing. I look forward to this kind of thing when our stadium's built. And if I was we, playing Western United, I'd be going down straight away. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like this will be something I look forward to seeing in our neck of the woods. I'd yeah. watch any Western United game. So, but yeah. It's, no, I, I do hope we get some. We, we need some bigger clubs to really bring in more crowd, and hopefully that would go better with us. My personal view, I would rather see someone like Leeds or someone else in the Premier League. I don't think Ricky could handle himself. No, probably not. So, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Where am I going? I think Ricky's already said he'll be Leeds all the way. Yeah, so let's run into our little, like, uh, I've got a summary of what's happening in clubs. Brisbane Raw have announced it, it has appointed Warren Moon as its head coach. On another note, they've also signed New Zealand international Matthew Riddington for the remainder of the season. The 24-year-old is available for selection. Um, MacArthur Balls, uh, Ante Milicic has stepped down as head coach Matildas and Milano, his three-year contract with MacArthur. Which is really interesting. Would you guys? Did you guys expect him to like pick one or the other, or do both? No, you can't really. Oh. Yeah, do both. It's not feasible anymore to do both. It's a bad look if the head of the Australian women's team is coaching another club on the side. But they ain't yeah. paying shit. Their hundred percent right? focus isn't with the women's, and that's what they want. They want a hundred percent focus on the team. One team. Yeah. Um, He's done really no, well with the women's. It's, it's a, just a poor walk. It's a surprise because I thought it might have stayed with the women's with the, I suppose it's still a while away, the women's World Cup coming down here. But, um, yeah, probably was, a big for him. I was really disheartened because I think he'd done a really good job with the women's team. Yeah, I, I would, look, personally, if I had the choice, I probably would have stuck with the Matildas. Yeah. Club, club football is where the money is for coaches, I dare say. and this, it, it is, but, yeah. So he's got I it think on the there's CV. There's a bit of an opportunity. Definitely. Uh, Newcastle Jets have signed New South Wales defender Mickey Neal um, on a short-term deal until the end of the current season. The Jets have also promoted Lucas Mouragius. Can you say that, Kelsey? He's someone from the youth team. I'm, apologies in like Mouragius. Mouragius. Uh, posthumous for my uh, inability to pronounce it. Could be Mouragius, so, you know. Yeah. Garzi, please write us in about it, mate. Perth Glory Academy goalkeeper Cameron Cook has been handed a scholarship contract with the club, which is good. Good to see young guys getting a good go. Perth Glory have announced the signing of Sydney United midfielder Yanni Picatis. I think I got that on a short-term deal with which runs. Sure name's Yanni. I, I've already done it. It's Yanni Picatis. Perth Glory have also confirmed the signing of striker Thomas James from Wollongong. So it's good to see a lot of NPL talent getting a go in the A-League, which is what we all want is to see a proper pyramid system, even though that we're not doing that yet. This is a good chance for a lot of players to have a go due to the border restrictions. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's good to totally see more, more in, in, in play. It's good to see. Yeah, just across the board. It's not a bad thing. Wellington Phoenix now. Belgian club Sint Truiden. Is that, that that young player that they're talking about has been monitored by some big clubs in Europe? Yes, yes. Lerato Kakache is... Oh, uh, hang on. I can zoom in myself. 
Belgian club. <laughs> yep. So, what Belgian club is it? I asked for clarification. Yeah, Saint Truden. Oh fuck. Good. Thanks. Good. Thanks, mate. Um, they're interested in uh, Wellington defender Liberato Picace, who's performed really well. This Sorry, season. I stand corrected. It'll be Saint uh, Saint Truid because you don't pronounce the last letter in French, so it'll be Truid. Okay. Cool. Um, well, that's good because my name would be still Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and does that just make me Andre? Uh, <laughs> no, you do for certain words, certain ones you don't. It, it's weird. Okay, good to know. Moving on to West Sydney Wanderers, Miss Duke has commented that no one's really reached out to him from the A-League in Australia at all, and his main offers are from Germany, Denmark, Belgium, and Cyprus. And so in two to three weeks, we could lose Mitch Duke, which he's not a bad player. It's really weird that Wanderers haven't tried to secure him or anyone else. It is a bit bizarre. Or is he just saying that to stoke up some interest? I don't care. I just I want. I'd like to say like there's, he's a decent player. He should be remaining in the league. Sorry, or Central Coast could go for him. Oh, he's better than Central Coast. Yeah, well, they could use someone decent. Big big respect to Central Coast fans. Like people who've seen their team lose 19 games a season would be that'd be sad. Yeah, they've done well. So, you guys have any cards this week? Cards are literally fucking choking. Who'd they choke to? Your mom. They didn't choke. It was a counter-attack classic. Hey, they had like 80 possession and couldn't, couldn't kick goal. <laughs> Talking to the person who goes for the team whose motto is park the bus. That's Mourinho. Not currently. That's also the Chelsea style. That's how they won a Champions League. Let's park the bus. We can't park a bus now because we all suck. <laughs> yeah, true. You have no defenders anymore. But it was a counter-attack masterclass. And I don't, there's no cards given there. That was just... yeah. Actually, if you're, if you're going to say kind of like classic bloody Arsenal, beat Liverpool, beat City, Aston Villa. <laughs> classic. Oh, I was thinking, what the fuck? Why? It's just what we do. Now, I will, I will give a sh- quick mention that um, keep your eyes on the Western Service Group pages. Some big fancy news is coming out soon. It's going to be amazing. So yeah. I won't say too much about it. I'll, it's a wait and see thing. Um, Scott, should we mention the Zoom we're going to do for this week's game? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So this week I will be hosting a Zoom chat so for anyone who wants to watch the game and have a bit of a shit talk, because I know we're all in isolation, which isn't always fun. So I will be on there. Scott will be on there. Kelsey, pending his availability, will be there. Nick, who knows, may even come with Kelsey. They live together. Who, who knows? Who knows? Oh, you um, may have to check the mailbox that night. It's a, it's a big night. It's a long walk. Um, <laughs> so we'll be doing a Zoom call. We'll be posting information about that. So if you're interested, please reach out to us. We would like to try and make an event out of the game. We will give this a go, see how it goes. There's limited space on the Zoom chat, so make sure you get in early. Um, my actual red card, and this is very, this come up to get today. Um, Michael brought it up on the Western Service Crew, oh, crew. Yeah. and I think this is pertinent as ever. Go West is not the, the song for the team. I need to say this. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not for us. If it was up to me. It'll be throwdowns forever because it's a tough as shit hardcore song. But when it, that's not for everyone. So I think, honestly, 
We need a Melbourne band. We need someone of of note. And I think that band should be Living End, who are a great Melbourne band. And I think the song should be West End Riot. Boom. That's where I'm at. I can say that that is one major pushing point for next season. Yeah. We will be pushing as hard as we can to get a club pregame song, like a decent one. Yeah, uh, whether they go west needs to go west, and but like choose it. Like, even if we find a song, reword it to our own style. We'll get we'll get someone to sing it so we can put it up on the screen. We need we will be pushing for something new and something for the club, not the shit. Yeah, I I don't think go west captures the vibe. I think it the people that are really pushing for it, and I can understand this, is that it appeals to their age demographic, people that come out when the Pep Shop Boys were a thing and they mattered. I think we need to find something that works for everybody involved because although that song says the West word in it, it doesn't actually capture the vibe of this club. But I'd like to reword a whole new song. Like, for instance, for instance look at um, Manchester United. They use country, country Roads, but they've reworded the whole song into a version that looks after their club. Yeah, something along that line. When they sort of did that too, Country Roads was sort of, was big at the time and it evolved from that point from then on because it had the history behind it of it starting at that point. We can't be using a song that was, what, five, six decades old now as the starting point for the club now. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's something, it's a a lot, it's a big discussion point, but Mm. it'd be a major pushing point for next season. We will be pushing for a, a new song, whether whether or would hope to be reworded so that it suits us, but something new, big, fancy that will get people up and singing. Because Go West will not get the active end up and singing. No, I can no. guarantee. Do you know what, like? And I, this is just me spitballing off the dome. Do you know what's a really banging song? Come together by the Beatles. That works. If you want an older generation song, it does work. It, that's I'm just thinking of a song that it is... It does transcend. That's what I mean. It transcends the ages. It's a banger. I don't know that. I'm, I'm I don't know. I just, that just comes to me in this 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 and moment. Like, it is about uh, unity. Yeah, exactly. I want a song that represents us as a group. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. do an older one, you've got to choose one that sort of transcended the times and go on through. Like, even Country Roads, go back to that, using that one stop. That's at least transcended the times. Yeah. Like, it still gets used in a lot of pop culture references now. Nah. Yeah, I'm with it. You feel me? It's got a vibe to it. Yeah, I I love Beatles. Come together. Right now. Over me. It, it, of course, it would have to be reworded. It depends whether the rewords would fit it. You see, the problem with the rewording, the, the Beatles are a little bit busy now. As two fourths of them are yeah. in the grave. I, now you'd get someone. <laughs> now you'd get someone to do it. Uh, no. Like I, I've been looking at, like you know, this is still ages away. I might might not even get close to this, but that the guy that did come down and sing uh, one of the Western United games, the local boy, I forget his name now. When you come down and, and sung, I wasn't at that game, but he sung a song. You'd get someone like that to re, reword the song and sing it for you. Mm. Yeah. 
We need so, like yeah. an up there Kazali or something, something iconic for us. That's that's what I just don't feel from the Pet, pet Shop Boys. Is my my thing. Um, thank you for joining us tonight on All Out West. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I generally forget to say that. Check us out on All Out West podcast yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out on All Out West pod on Twitter. Any final statements, guys? Major thanks to our uh, sponsors. Thank you, Glow Pair. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? <laughs>